for TV. Welcome back to Doctor Who Too Hot for TV. We are the podcast that looks at all things Doctor Who extended universe, except for today. So I don't really have a format for this. I don't know what's going to happen. But months ago, I was talking on, on Messenger with Luke Malloy, who said, I want to do a 60th anniversary speculation podcast. So here we are. Me and Luke Malloy are going to do this. But you couldn't have a speculation sandwich without a big slab of meat in the middle. So, <laughs> Oi, all... what do you mean big slab of meat? <laughs> so we're joined by the slight slab of meat that is Joe Ford. So hello, Joe. I'm not sure slight is much better. <laughs> do you know what? Honestly, can I let you in on a little secret about these uh, speculation episodes? Go on. I That's fucking hate them. I'll never listen to them. <laughs> I'm like, why the hell do I want to listen to what people think about what's coming up? I mean, it's going to be on in a few weeks and then this episode will be mute. But however, this time it's the three of us. So obviously it's going to be gold. Well, no, exactly. fun. I think the fun afterwards as well, because you can see how wrong you were. Uh, and wrong we will be, I'm sure. <laughs> I have seen on a, a trap one where they did a, a post-speculation episode. Ah, oh, that sounds a bit weird. So basically, they all had to write down what they thought their speculation was. The episode went out, and then they read out afterwards. So what did you think was going to happen? And I'm not kidding you. It was for the Vanquishers, so the last episode of The Flux. And everyone was way off, except Fraser Gregory's nine-year-old son, who almost was <laughs> beat for beat perfect. Oh, now that episode was going to plan out. <laughs> well, we can reconvene in here in December and, and <laughs> see how we did. If I haven't podcasted myself to death by that point, um, uh, uh, Joe, you're used to podcasting yourself to death, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm joining you. I think I'm doing pretty good, <laughs> given this is my second today. No, it is. It's amazing work. <laughs> First of all, Luke Malloy, I want to start with you. So, um, because this is your fault. It's your fault. Rewind to pre Russell T Davis being announced. Pre Russell T Davis, what what's funny about that? <laughs> what's funny about that? Joe? He's got the giggies. I don't know why. I just love being here with you too. Sorry, go on. <laughs> it's wonderful to be uh, here. Well, take myself back to this dark, horrible time. Yes, um, <laughs> and so we You're knew terrible. it was rumored, or we knew for quite a while that our good friend and hero Chris Chibnall was going to be leaving Doctor Who. And but there was I think there was about a year where we didn't really know what was going to happen. And I think there was speculation they were going to leave and rumor, but it it was a we didn't know for a while. Now, what were your hopes for Doctor Who's 60th anniversary <laughs> at that point? I genuinely did not have a hope for the 60th anniversary at that point. It really felt like to me, yeah, the it, it had been rumored, or it definitely felt like they were going to leave in 2022 anyway. It definitely felt like to me there probably wasn't going to be anything. That seems naive now, in retrospect. But Very. But I, I, do, I do also think that if RCD hadn't stepped back in, I don't know how much we actually would have got, really. Mm. We might have yeah. got a special or a, yeah. or a documentary, but maybe not like three with people coming back and you know yeah. and a fresh era on the horizon all that i'm not sure but we... yeah very very low hopes very low hopes what about maybe you? a channel five documentary <laughs> something like that. we still oh, don't yeah. know when that's they gonna happen just announced that again haven't they the Have secret they? scandals of doctor who it's steph oh, coburn on dear. it <laughs> no but i've got at least Executive 45 producer. minutes about me on there so amazing <laughs> um what about you joe I think we kind of know now, don't we? The 
had he not stepped in, I don't think there was too much more money for Doctor Who. So I don't think there would have been much either. I think maybe I was actually, and this might be a bit controversial, but you're not, you know, short of courting a little controversy on Too Hot for TV. I wondered if maybe the show deserved a little rest again and we could have the second wilderness years of a oh, you know finally a, my time to span show. of time <laughs> so then we can have the second iteration of too hot for tv in 20 yeah. years time oh yeah. I, w- I would have become my own version of bill bags i would have been out there licensing the reapers <laughs> off paul cornell for a straight to a straight to dvd spin-off i agree i sorry i thought that that a, a break definitely would happen and it was best for the show that's how i felt at the time i don't entirely think maybe we still don't need a rest <clears throat> and i think the show may run for four or five years now and then what's that 25 years that's a good run for any it's, show it's, these got days. To get to, it's got to get to 26 years or it's it holds <laughs> i do also um, agree with that it feels like when you know you you've got a hangover uh, but you've been asked to go out that night and you've been out the night before and like you, you're reaching that point, do you go to bed or do you go out again? And RTD is coming and it's basically the equivalent of having like five Red Bulls that'll just keep and going gear. into the night. <laughs> but it does, I do also agree, like how long can that actually go on for again until it starts to decline? And I think it probably should have declined after David Tennant, to be honest, but Stephen Moffat was a bit of a one of his kind that managed to keep it going as much as you might disagree. I um so I, I'm not going to sound like a know-it-all here because um, there is a too hot for TV where I say this. I thought Russell T Davis or Stephen Moffat would come back for the 60th and do. Yeah, you a, did, yeah. You a, said a, that on a hamster as well. Yeah, I thought they would do a past doctor like a, a David Tennant or a Matt Smith or maybe the two of them or whoever. I thought we would get that in the 60th year and then a new series by somebody else i never thought ross t davis would come back for more than an episode or two Mm. Uh, but so i'm not saying i predicted it because i didn't but you know what's baffling right is that you know they've just brought out this uh murray gold theme tune yeah Mm -hmm. which sounds a bit like the old theme tune and they've just uh, you know they announced the doctor and it's just like the old doctor it sounds like every theme you know (laughs) and and people are going oh you know we're just looking back and you know there's nothing experimental going on and nothing creative going on anymore though what happened was doctor who was literally heading down a pit i liked the last era but it was heading down a pit and rusty davis Mm -hmm. has come in and he's going to remind us the outside audience of when the show was massively popular if he can if it's he can a, no i think it's absolutely going to happen I, I, don't, I, I don't think we'll have the heady heights that we had before in terms of numbers but i think in terms of public recognition i think it will I mean, soar again I, I i mean the hype is real but we'll get onto the hype in a, in a little bit it's a genius uh, marketing strategy though of, of just of the whole idea bring david Taylor back careful back in and then have this bold new era and yeah. you know the, the most exciting thing i would say about being a doctor who fan right now is shooty gatwa he's yeah. he's an absolutely rising star no one has any idea what he's going to do oh, with the role. maybe he, beat he the just, meep might be a bit more exciting than shooty just, gatwa. well he is on the front of dwm and he oh, looks pretty gorgeous sexy. absolutely gorgeous <laughs> It's all about Melody Bosch, and you're both wrong. Oh, of <laughs> course, yeah. <laughs> well, we were just talking about that the other week, weren't we? 
so they announced Russell T Davis, and we've had this whole sort of rollout of the plans over the last. Is it a year, two years? Is, is, has it been two years? I think it has. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing I want to say, wow. actually, because it, it? it was, yeah, it was, it was the 24th of September 2021. And I remember looking at that thinking, <laughs> fuck, you know, that's ages away. I was on a train platform, right, where that came through. And I sent it on to Jack Shallahan, who I do the Nile Be Praised with. And he's going, oh, you're having me on, whatever. Like that. Yeah. And then he went to bed. He literally went to bed on it and then woke up in the morning to 500 messages. Yeah. Around. Confirming oh, it's just it. incredible. But I, I suddenly went at ease because Fuchs was still to her at that point, as with the specials and everything. And I think I enjoyed them all a lot more, not with the overhanging feeling of it's not ever going anywhere ever again. Like that, this was going to be the end. Point. I felt as if there was a more relaxed approach to that entire last year of Jodie's. Yeah, when <laughs> all this was being announced, it's like, great. Well, we can just enjoy this because we know we, we're in safe hands in the future. We haven't killed it. And even at that point, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't like RTD was staying around. It, the The wording was very vague. Yeah. It was answer he's beyond. So yeah, you didn't know quite how much the capacity. Now we know he's staying forever. Yeah, oh, marvelous. <laughs> it so, is. So how has your hype built dropped in the last two years in terms of what you think, what you thought was coming, what you think is coming now? Were there bits where you're like, what the hell? Why are they doing this? Or has it all been perfect? Let's go with Luke Malloy first. Uh, well, I definitely haven't thought about anything since uh, before Power <laughs> of the Doctor. Uh, but I don't even then there was hype, wasn't there? There was the, the news reports of obviously casting David Tennant and Shitty Gatwa and them on the red carpet saying, oh, we'll stay quiet because it's, you know, we want to give Jodie a send off and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quite exciting. But I think the first bit of initial excitement was Christmas Day, wasn't it? That trailer, uh, getting an actual proper trailer 11 months in advance felt like a Christmas present. And even that, the, the act of that felt like, oh, Russell's back. Like he's giving us something straight away mm. and uh, we expect it but we're like he's giving us something <laughs> and so i can't how could you have a go at the hype machine over the last year there's, there's obviously going to be months where it goes a bit quieter because it, you can't just tell us everything but and actually that whole period the strategy to it of just releasing bits of information and we're still going into these specials not really knowing much at all. We've got like a vague idea of an outline, but I want to come back to that in a little bit, actually. But uh, about what we do know and what we don't know. Um, but Joe, what about you? Has the last couple of years been for you? I mean, I was very excited when I heard Rusty Davis was coming back because that's my favourite era of Doctor Who ever. Mm. And my favourite Doctor is David Tennant, and my favourite companion is Catherine Tate's Donna Noble. So as this news was trickling in, you you had you had to pinch me each time. I was like, no, no, <laughs> I do. I'm not gonna just sit here and criticise what's come since uh russell and david and Catherine left because i think there's been some good stuff in there but this was like the hype for me so i've been desperately excited ever since when that trailer hit on christmas day and she touched down on the eye of beat the meep and he went bah! i was like oh this is gonna that, that wasn't on christmas that one. Oh, was it not oh, well, no that whatever, was that was the main one that trailer was whenever that one hit, that was your and i was like but do you know what straight away i was like he's thinking about the kids again he's yes. gonna get the kids interested in doctor who again so even, yeah, even that I was, was exciting, wasn't it? When the rumors were going around of like beat them, 
but the beat the meep's gonna yeah. be in the sixteenth. The Wrath Warriors. Itself. They suddenly was pictures of the Wrath Warriors on the streets, wasn't there, and things like that. And yeah, like, and the oh, YouTube videos man. were up. Who is beat the meep? It was it was well <laughs> exciting. To be Everybody, honest, prepare yourself for the big finish sale. All right. I, I fully. <laughs> I hadn't just gone off the show. I'd gone off like Doctor Who magazine during the Jody time. It had nothing to say or report about or anything. So to a point where you felt a bit sorry for it. Yeah. Um, I'm fully subscribed to Doctor Who magazine. I'm so excited when that comes, even if all the juicy info is dropped on Twitter a day oh, yeah. before it's out anyway. I don't understand these people that I ju- on, I, and I'm going to throw a name in the hat. Sorry, Fraser, Gregory. Um, <laughs> that go, oh, they're releasing too much information. They're telling us too much. I just want to have something to look forward to on the day. We literally know nothing at all about that middle special, do we? Nothing no, at all. Ultimately, we won't know whether they've released too much information until after we've seen it all. And um, what, what I would say, um, actually, I'm going to jump back to this later, but because I want to say that I was really hyped when Ross T. Davis was announced as coming back. I then I hit a bit of a lull when it became, oh, it's everybody, and I, spe- I think that lull that that my enthusiasm waned when it was Murray Gold back and I like I just I was just like oh please no more Murray obviously when that theme tune dropped the other week I was fucking jizzing in my pants (laughs) when that TV movie piano hit I was like this is great and then obviously when that two minute trailer dropped a few weeks ago I mean there is actual footage of me on the internet getting very excited on Crystal D's <laughs> YouTube yes. channel <laughs> um, and so, I'm going to go look for that now <laughs> if you get Crystal D was at the Doctor Who convention we were at in Swansea <laughs> and we watched it sat around my phone in the bar of the convention and she videoed our reaction and then she interviewed us all afterwards and then spliced it into a video and it was up there um, but yeah, anyway. I've seen it. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen hour and a half long reaction videos to that two minute trailer, you know. Uh, th- There's only is... so much you can get out of the trailer. <laughs> well, let's, not, let's not speak too soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, it depends how long we talk today, right? <laughs> exactly. So, um, but, but so now. With I'm... the Murray Gold thing, I think that a show as bombastic as Doctor Who, and especially Russell's Doctor Who, needs. Someone like Murray Gold back. I can't complain that Murray Gold's back when there's so much good music that he made. Um, Some of the most iconic yeah. scores came from Murray Gold. So again, yeah, I'm a new series why. fan talking. So that... how are you? You never mentioned it, you know. Yeah. Well, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but no. But like I, you know, sort of twelve years there where my new Doctor Who was fully that sense. So that is Doctor Who to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I can just never forgive him for Partners in Crime, which I just think... I love cool. the music in Partners in Crime. People say he went off the boil towards the end, didn't they? Oh, but no, actually, I thought he got better towards the I, end when he was I watched that, that Yawn Fest Heaven Sent the other day, and I've got to say, the score was one of the best things about it. So that's in Series 9, is it? Yeah, so that's, series, series 9, some of his best work, I think. That's the one they ended on in the concert, so it's clearly even out <laughs> it's all subjective though um so then we've had this big trailer this this big exciting trailer um i said my reactions out there on the internet what did you think when you saw that relentless trailer that just kept fucking jizzing oh, in your face just kept giving didn't it yeah it was, well actually watching it on tv 
because it, it wasn't on like Twitter, you didn't know how long it was. So with, with the first minute-ish being quite footage we'd seen before, yeah. I, I, a lot of that first minute I wasn't enjoying. I was, yeah, like, I was just going, come on, go, give us something new. That's a new bit. End. Don't no, don't and then we saw Kate me. Stewart and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, she quite, is. You got, you got a few goosebumps when, you know, he goes, and I had this memory of a person from back in the day. And, and you see the toy maker, but even that was still footage that you'd seen. It was when you see that big skyscraper unit, you were like, right, there we are. The trailer oh starts now. We're in, we're in a fucking Marvel movie at this point, aren't we? It's funny because I just had a conversation with someone the day before going, oh, I hope David Tennant, I didn't say this, the other fella did. I, I hope David Tennant isn't just shouting his head off. And then they drop that trailer where he's going, you know, what? <laughs> Why does it have to be me? <laughs> oh, that's going perfect. Which I'm sure right. is what a lot of fans were saying when he got announced. <laughs> I love David Tennant's Doctor. I see a lot of myself in him, you know, sort of over-the-top, bombastic, which... obnoxious. I was going to say, which bit of you do you see in him? But, uh... <laughs> oh, let's not go there. <laughs> I mean, let's talk a little bit about people's reaction to David Tennant coming back, because... Overall, I think I think it's a good move. Do you guys agree? A hundred percent. And you got to sort of take yourself out of the equation. I think. And you speak to anyone who stopped watching Doctor Who, or I have, mm. and you can you can say it quite confidently again. Like you're going to watch Doctor Who. David Tennant's back, and they were, and these a lot of them, most of them have sat up and gone, "Oh, when's he back?" Like, I think yeah, you've only that. got to look at the Doctor Who magazine sales every time David Tennant's face is on the cover, mm. and they rock it up more than all the others to know that people are going to check this out because David Tennant's in it. It's a savvy move. Although I will say uh, I've watched the power of the doctor recently to do a commentary for, for this year. I'm the only person that's doing a, a celebration for this year with last year's episode. <laughs> Go figure. Anyway, um, we got to the end and the only bit where I felt a bit flat was when he turned up at the end. I was like loving that whole no. episode. And no, at the no, end no, I was no. just like, Oh, <laughs> sort of same old, same old after all that fun. Oh, we were hooting in this house. And we I, were know, I, I know that Rusty Davis is a very clever man and he's he's not going to go back and do the same old tricks. He's going to do something completely new with David Tennant this time. And I think he's going to afford him the opportunity. He's probably spent the last 10 years or so thinking, why didn't I do this with David Tennant? Why didn't I do that? As he's watching all the other iterations of Doctor Who come through. And now he's got the chance to, and with Catherine Tate as well, he's got the chance to just give them some amazing material. You know what the I... master stroke is, though? Is it, it that he's the fourteenth Doctor, not the tenth? It would. I, I don't think it'd be half as exciting if it was three specials with the tenth Doctor and Donna. It's the fact it's new area. Do you think the fourteenth Doctor still exists at the end of these specials, or do you? Think I hope it's... so. Yeah. Well, I, I had seen rumours circulating on the interweb about some weird sort of metacrisis type thing that's mm. going to delete this incarnation. So, uh, and I did actually hear the timeless child being mooted on the internet before that actually became a reality. So I'm wondering if there might be some truth into it. I mean, I just wonder whether when you get the picture of the doctors and the annuals and all these things in, in 2024 or 2025 and beyond, is David Tennant there twice always, or is he sort of floating around with the war doctor and the roof doctor is sometimes Excuse there, but sometimes me. not. No, I, I hear you that... bought three copies of your war doctor annual that year. <laughs> I feel like it's embedded in now that he's the 14th and shit, he's the 15th. And then even if you're looking along that line, you, you know, if, if you weren't familiar with doctor and you're looking along that line, you go, Oh, what's happened there? Then it sort of picks your interest. 
I think fans make that will make that leap. Yes, he's the 14th Doctor. I think the general audience will just think, oh, David Tennant is back yeah. in Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't like to see it erased, but I don't really like seeing anything sort of erased, you know. Does, like, does, does the 14th Doctor have an interaction with the 10th Doctor at any point during the special? <laughs> oh, oh God, please. The two Doctors. Yes, that, let's do it. Like, de-aged. Yeah. Can you imagine for somebody who's like not a tenant fan, it would be their worst nightmare, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, it's just the vanquishes. Can we throw David in the Meta Crisis Doctor as well and have three tenants on the screen at the same Could time? Could actually see Russell doing that. Yeah. Like yeah, something as bonkers as that. His multi doctor story is just three. I mean, yeah, it's the vanquishes again. I've got no, a I... feeling in these three specials, he's going to be insanely indulgent. Like, really indulgent and cherry pick all because he's celebrating all of Doctor Who. But are we are we also trying to launch this to a new audience or have things got quiet on the Disney front until Shooty Gatwa? I well I think I think all the sort of innovation will come then when mm. Shooty comes in. I think but, the, I think I think we're gonna have party time for three specials and then that's basically when the new era is gonna kick Yeah, on. I think this is to bring people back on board that were familiar with it, you know, you... back in the day and shitty's to start a brand new audience as well as the people carrying on from this. Do you think it's interesting that uh, Disney Plus social media hasn't really gone out about the last trailer? It's weird, isn't it? I haven't particularly seen that. I yeah, I saw they, that. They posted the original stuff and did those videos and all that stuff, but they have not posted the most recent trailer. And I wonder whether that it, maybe they've had a not a change of heart. I'm sure they're fully invested, but whether they've gone, actually, our big marketing push needs to come at Christmas with when we're launching a brand new TV show. Because if Shooty Gatwa does have a bigger involvement in this than just a regeneration scene, then you kind of get that introduction in the anniversary special out of the way. And by the first episode, or this is Christmas special or whatever it ends up being, you're just introducing a bit like the Ninth Doctor a new character into somebody else's life. But they they certainly made a big enough splash that Disney were involved. Like, that yeah. was advertised massively. So the fact that the trailer's hit and Disney's kind of had no involvement in that, you're right, it's a bit weird. Yeah. It's not what I would have expected. I would have thought they would have gone to town with the marketing. Me too, me too. I'm not worried in any way, shape or form. I'm just wondering whether they've gone, actually, is this the best point to... And I'm sure it'll be on Disney+, Plus. but I'm just wondering whether they, they've thought, is this the big launch we're going to do or we're going to do the big launch in December? It's hard to know, isn't it, until we know how just quite how self-indulgent the 60th oh, is. Please, let yeah. it be mad. I want Frobisher in there. I want every comic creation in there. I, so again, Fitzcriner can turn up, Angie Kapoor, all of them. I don't care. <laughs> again, it's, it, it's so much more exciting than it's... And this isn't a dig at Chibnall, but it's so much more exciting than it's not just Daleks, Simon, Master... Or like or anything like that again. Well, it's it is not like pretend the toy that Rusty makers... Davis is above using those things. No, no, but I mean, for, you know, for an anniversary special, this feels yeah. new again. It's 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 a new. Who ever villain. suspected he would have taken his inspiration from John Nathan Turner and the Nightmare Fair? <laughs> <laughs> no one needs to take that as inspiration. Um, <laughs> should we go special by special, and uh, we can have a talk about what we think we know what we definitely know what we would like to happen what probably will happen what probably won't happen how does that yeah. sound oh, well, sounds I great love to do that <laughs> uh, okay so this is jo what being a fan's all about <laughs> <laughs> joe ford 
the Star Beast. From the pages of Doctor Who. You're not the Star Beast. (laughs) 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 You've called me an enormous filling in a sandwich and a beast. I called you a big slab of meat. That doesn't mean you're a big person. (laughs) It just means you're a tasty fillet steak, okay? Well, I was in your man cave, so yeah, you would know. (laughs) Wait, did anyone here say they fuck beat the meat? Sorry? What? What? Did did anyone here say they fuck beat the meat? No one said they fuck beat the meat. <laughs> no, nobody that. has ever said they would fuck beat them. What is wrong with you? <laughs> no, before it doesn't matter. So we no. carry on. Okay, oh, great. I mean, <laughs> I've heard what... some some very weird kinks in my time, but <laughs> um. So Joe Ford, <laughs> hello. What, what do you think will happen in the comic strip? Comic strip adaptation of the Star Beast. Well, we know the most, I think, about this one, don't we? Because we know Donna's remembering something or oh, sorry she, she's uh she's got this sort of aching longing for for her life she's like oh i think i think there's something i've forgotten that's really important we know that sylvia noble is going to be in there trying to protect her because there's a bit in the trailer where she's going um, la 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 you can't see them and that was the other bit that made me laugh my head off and i was like oh the humor's back the wi-fi family are out and sylvia noble's in hooray <laughs> there's um, a bloody martian in the shit we know that beep the meep is I think he's in the garage or something like that, isn't he? In the shed. In the shed. With all those toys. Have you seen that picture of him surrounded by all those toys? Mm. I love Pete the Meat, but did you see that one with all the eyes? (laughs) It's very strange looking. I'd love to have that Christmas. That could be Frobisher. Oh, God, it could be. Well, it's a whiffer deal. It could be anyone. (laughs) Exactly. Could be his wife. Could be Sylvia Noble. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that'd be great. Um, Hang on. Do you not remember um, that that theory that went around ages ago that Wilf. Was a Whiffadel that Wilf was Frobisher. Oh, Imagine if that's me, well, can it? We what don't even know crumb? whether Wilf's going to be in it. What was the crumb that started that rumor? I'm not being serious. Was he wearing <laughs> flippers in one episode or something? I think Rob Sherman canonized that rumor. Rob Shiver is a very naughty man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's going to have Beep the Meep in it as played by Miriam Margulies. And I've been badgering for Miriam Margulies to be in Doctor Who for years and years. I was absolutely... I still think she would have been a great fourth Doctor, you know, back in the day. She's mm. eccentric as fuck. Uh, so we know Beat the Meep's going to be in it. The Wrath Warriors are in it as well. And they're from that first comic strip, aren't they? Um, yeah. Iron Legion? The no, Star no, they're from they're from the Star <laughs> oh, from the Star See, I'm not, I haven't really examined those with any great detail. The Star Beast um, is the second... Comic, well, just after this podcast gets released, there'll be a Doctor Who too hot for TV about the Star Beast with being Rob from the Doctor Who show. So you don't, you, you can just tune into that. You don't even have to read ten-page comic strip or whatever it is. And I'm going to throw in a piece of speculation based upon a filmed sort of behind the scenes. You know, when the fans are filming it behind the scenes, and there was a sequence where Donna and the Doctor go into the TARDIS, and you very audibly hear Catherine Tate say, well, what about Mel? And the and David Tennant goes, well, she's marvellous, isn't she? And that's, that's the, basically the clip. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say Bonnie Langford's either going to be in the Star Beast or the last one as well. Okay. I think that's roughly what we know. Plus, uh, Kate, Kate Stewart's coming in, and I'm absolutely convinced uh, she's going to turn out to be Ruby Sunday's mother or something like that 
I'm like, no, I'm going to regret saying that. Oh, I, th- I think we're, there's there's more in store for Ruby's family, but that's for another another oh, day. Yeah. Um, Can but, we? Uh, I don't want to know anything about yeah. Ruby's family. Oh, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know the rumors. I'm just yeah. trying to stay away from them. No, that's fair enough. So, what about you, Luke Malloy? What about the star based? I yeah, I think I said this to you, or you said it to me, and I agreed. But I am actually just really looking forward to an adaptation of the star beast if we were getting nothing else for the 60th just a one-off adaptation of star like oh, it'd be wonderful I, I know i think like try you know sometimes we we get disappointed when we're getting absolute gold and we're, we're all just we're getting so obsessed with what could be and and all like multi-doctors and everything that actually just simply and I, the star beast is a great comic mm. and a great story and like i I don't think we'll get that bit where they cut open the doctor's stomach and put a bomb inside. <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do. But the core idea is really, and I think I think Meep is going to just fully take everyone's like mm. hearts and minds. Yeah. You know, one thing he does so well, Rusty Davis, is like cu- like cute things that the kids are going to love. So like them or not like the slovene you know my mate said there were people out in the playground the next day unzipping their heads and things like that that's probably me <laughs> it probably was you if i'm honest and and that pig alien in aliens of london and the adipose and things like that like he just gets those things you just knew there was going to be those plushy toys after mm-hmm. the adipose came out and i'm telling you now beat the meat oh, yeah. we're, we're all getting one for christmas oh, <laughs> i hope so i want 10 i think that, that's Russell is very monster focused. Um, you know, when he thinks about the trailers and when he thinks about what to push, he knows mm-hmm. that Doctor Who is quite primarily about the monsters, and that's what people want to see. And he's very good at even if they're not baddies, he'll slot an alien in there. Mm-hmm. You know, a bit like Banacafalato in Voyage of the Damned. He always has yeah. like a little alien here, there, and everywhere. I'm gonna make another prediction, and I don't think it's Banacafalato is back. A wild <laughs> one. No, not that, but. Please, let's have that Red Conquer back in the show. <laughs> Might be being conquerors there. Um, I think after three seasons of sort of naturalistic, subdued emotion. Okay. No, not boring. I liked it a we're lot. Not, we're not here to mock Chibnall. Otherwise, you're in... leaving this call. Sorry, boss but man. I think he's going to hit with the emotion hard. Oh, yeah. It specials. looks like that from the trailer, doesn't it? You know, that... I think I think he's really going to make the audience feel. So and I'm looking forward to that because I I like how Rusty Davis pulls my strings. So the Star Beast, I think, is going to be. I mean, it said in the latest Doctor Who magazine that it's quite a faithful adaptation, um, and I don't know whether there's quite enough in the Star Beast to fully fill an hour episode. But I suppose once you throw in the Donna stuff, there mm. it absolutely does. Part of me thinks Rusty Davis plays it safe for that first one, and it's about Donna, and it's about Beat the Meep, and there is there is some sort of subplot, obviously involving who whatever's behind this, the toy maker. Um, you know what, right? When it opens up with, da, 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 da. Uh, I'm turning off. I'm turning off. Oh. No, um, you won't. No, of course I won't. I'll sit there grinning like a fucking. And then child. you'll grab your yeti afterwards and start whinging about it. <laughs> I really hope there is something, for me personally, I hope there's something more to that first episode, even if it's only the last five or ten minutes, that sets out a bigger story and has bigger bigger motives behind it. I, yeah. I want I want more. If the if the if the cliffhanger is just 
the Doctor and Donna go off and get taken away somewhere in the TARDIS, I'll be I'll be very you've, very. You've visible. seen you've seen RTD's cliffhangers. I have, but also RTD quite often does the most obvious thing. I would say, especially in Doctor Who, I don't regard him as the king of twists and turns. I regard him as the guy that you. In previously, I've generally been able to speculate what his episodes are about, and they usually are. And I personally, as much as I'm enjoying them, are waiting for them to do something else, which they don't do. But that's my own sort of. I think both I, have I think massive be, cliffhangers. They'll be mm. serious. I think that these three stories are going to be linked in a big way. And I think yeah. that first episode is going to set the stall and lay all the seeds. That middle one that we really know nothing about. So what the hell are we going to speculate about there? Let's just go crazy. Mm. Um, and then it's all going to be paid off in the last one. And it's mm. kind of all got to be wrapped up because we're then heading into a brand we new all era. think we all think the toy makers in all three i i think i, I, I think he's in all three he's behind I, and i think he's the reason why the 14th doctor looks like david Tennant. yeah sure yeah, yeah absolutely i actually think that the toy maker will be in the first episode not as the toy maker as just somebody i don't know why but i think that scene of him on the gun not dressed as a toy maker but in sort of casual stuff with a mask on Everybody says that's from the finale. I'm actually saying maybe that's from the first episode. Maybe mm, he's somebody they come into contact with, works for UNIT, is a friend of Donna's family, a colleague of Donna, something like that. You know, Rose's teacher, what have you. But I actually think that um, I, I think he shows up. The joy of using the toy maker is he can sort of bend reality and things like that. So effectively, any part of Doctor Who could come back in these specials, and it could yeah. just be the toy maker going, "Ping, there's Susan," you know, yeah. "Ping, there's Romana." Yeah. Um, do we think that Wilf is in that first episode? Because Wilf, obviously, yeah. Bernard Cribbins passed away, but we don't know whether he completed filming. He's never officially been announced. And they've been very quiet about him. Do you think Wilf is in there? Well, there's I think, he, I think if he's in it, he's in the first it? episode. Yeah. Um, I... And I, do, I think even if... And 99%, if the story didn't make sense, they would still put him in for a scene, just as yeah. like... Yeah. Just for it. Uh, and, and you'd obviously get like the, the credit at the end in, you know, in memory for Bernard Cribbins. I think we see him, yeah. Everyone knows he's in it. It's a sort of mark of respect. It'd be nice for everyone to see him. I think uh, because Rusty Davis is so known for writing character scenes, there was always going to be a moment between Donna and Wilf in one of these episodes. And so even if it's just that that makes it in, that's something, isn't it? Yeah, that's and you tribute. know, he can very easily say he's got a Spanish flu or something. Yeah. Like if, it, if the story doesn't make sense, Russell's very good at just putting one line in that. Wow. Oh no! I I absolutely think they'll do. He'll he'll break up our hearts with Wilf yeah. somehow. Or it turns out Wilf isn't as progressive as we thought, and is actually a bit of a transphobe when it comes to Rose. So they've kicked him <laughs> out of the family. That's I, it. I, I always thought that you know they skipped quite adeptly over losing Jeffrey. Is it Jeffrey Noble? Yeah, they did. Yeah, from from in series four. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, but he didn't really, we didn't really get much of a tribute to him. And then that bit in the end of time when he says about the quiz for the lottery ticket mm-hmm. oh my god it broke my heart so i think we're going to get a moment like that for yeah. Wolf. yeah it'd be interesting to see but you you, you know you could be right on like it could it might not be in the it might just mm-hmm. release it as a bonus thing of like this is what we we film with them yeah that's one thing we can guarantee you know is when these blu-rays come out it's going to be like one to four there'll be commentaries on everyone <laughs> behind the scenes we'll have all the deleted scenes packed in there 
isn't there a, a screen grab from the most recent trailer where it's David Tennant and he's got hold of that you can just see the top of the wheelchair that Wilf was in? Oh, maybe. I'm, not, I'm not totally sure on that. Oh, but I, I haven't like examined it in that grab. much depth, I'm afraid. Anyway, I'll, 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 I'll have a life. Mm. <laughs> not um, much of one, but enough to not do that. Did you know that my brother Jack has not watched the most recent trailer and will not listen to the theme tune because he's so worried of this sort of speculation. He doesn't want to know what's going to happen. So he's like, don't tell me anything. I'm not reading anything. I'm not watching anything. He's only seen the Christmas trailer and the Eurovision and he will not consume anything until the Star Beast is broadcast. I, I totally get that. I did it for the 50th. I didn't watch any, like from like September. You didn't onwards. watch that, that 3D trailer? No, I didn't watch the trailers from like September onwards. I didn't Probably want just as well because they did that 3D trailer that made it look like they could bring all the doctors back photo realistically. <laughs> and then we got cos- cosplay and smudgy face at the end of the. Ex- uh... Except for John Pertwee, I don't know what happened there. It was in a dream. As a complete side note, <laughs> you guys are going to think I'm crazy. I don't think that trailer is very good. It's just that. too busy. There's too much happening in it. I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> you have all my lives, and he grabs the Sonic, and it's got oh that the... one. Oh god, the that's the best doctor. ever. That's it's the best just, ever. It's sort of zooming about all over the place and going past people's faces in strange ways, and I'm like, just Dave. Very Dave. <laughs> the trailer they just released for this special, you know, with beat the meat. No, it was great. To go all of that. Much frame better. by frame, and look at all the references. Yeah. Well, you are a geek, aren't you? I think <laughs> so. Should we talk about Special 2? So Special 2... Oh, the know, exciting one. Uh, Wild Blue Yonder. Um, previously potentially had an eight-word title that ended with Wild Blue Yonder, oh. uh, but apparently it gave away the plot too much. Guardians at the Edge Wild... No, that doesn't work. <laughs> the most interesting speculation I've heard is that it was called The Old Girl and the Wild Blue Yonder. Which I suppose doesn't really give much away because it's the t- a, a blue yonder. The, the old girl. Have you seen Carol Ann Ford is practically cadaverous these days? <laughs> I think it was more <laughs> about the old girl. I, th- I think it was more about the TARDIS oh, than please, Carol Ann. Just, can I just say on, on record, I'm pleased I'm doing this just to put this on record. Please don't bring Carol Ann yeah, Ford back. Yeah. Please. It, you can bring I... Susan back. But not played by Carol Ann Ford. Go and watch Shakedown Return of the Sontaras to see how good her acting talent's been. Imagine if they brought her back as, as that character from Shakedown. <laughs> oh, Zarell, amazing. Darling, think... you look drunk. Oh, she'd be great. I think we see Susan as Carol Ann Ford at some yeah. point in the 60s. I, okay, if... I just hope she doesn't have to say anything. <laughs> and and if we don't see it, we will never see it. Could you, like, ever could she just come out of the TARDIS and go, David, your tea's ready? And just say that, <laughs> just that line. Um, Please, no. So while Blue Yonder, we, we know that the TARDIS disappears, redacted, all that jazz. Um, Joe Ford, what are, you, what are your theories? Why is this redacted? What are they hiding, in your opinion? This is the one which is going to be basically like the equivalent of Power of the Doctor. This is the one that's going to have mad kisses to the past and returning characters. This is the this is going to be the big celebration, I think, in the heart of this. It, it, it would be a dangerous game to have all this secrecy and it just be <laughs> and then not it, deliver. It, it, it was just because actually there's really cool special effects. You know? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. They're holding back for a reason, aren't they? And. Uh, the, the joy of this is, is, you know, I've heard people whinge about that trailer and go, they're giving away too much. Kate Stewart, unit, 
Donna, Sylvia, all of this. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're keeping a massive mystery at the heart of this, which is you know powering podcasts like this. Exactly. So I think it's really savvy to give us enough to get us excited and to hold back enough to get us excited. Do you think they hold back, or do you think either the cliffhanger from the Star Beast reveals something of it, and or the trailer post Star Beast? Uh, which is enough to set in the wheels, assuming it's a week apart, which looks like it is set in the wheels of motion of huge bits of publicity for um, us going in, actually knowing more about the episode than we think. I'm going to throw that to you, Luke Malloy. I have, no, I've got no idea really how the Star Beast ends and where this begins. Uh, but I've got a big, a big theory about what I'll be on the. Oh no, it is more speculation actually, because I'm not sure if it's, it's not based on anything. It's just like mm. an idea. But we keep getting like obsessed with the, if who's in it or whatever. But what if it's not the stars that they're keeping secret, but the sets themselves? Because I was thinking, what a better way to celebrate. 60 years of Doctor Who than if they've remade loads of famous old sets and you've got the toy maker basically creating things or chasing the 14th and Donna through the Tomb of the Cybermen, oh. the Ark in Space. Oh, the, stop it. I'm getting tri- hard. <laughs> the Trial of what a Time. What a great idea. Set. Imagine the that. Yeah, and-, yeah, and so we're all thinking like it's going to be, uh, you know, old Doctors, but actually it's old sets perfectly remade uh, with the, you know, especially if we're going with this idea that the toy maker wants wants a nostalgia. There's this idea, isn't it, that um, like the theme will be it's sort of someone who wants to take Doctor Who back to when it was glorious and stuff. And Or even better, right? Imagine if they used that. You remember when they did Trials and Tribulations with DS9 and they put in your modern actors into old footage in the original series footage, like obviously not in the like style Clara of... in name of the doctor. No, I was going to say not in that style. <laughs> Jesus no. fucking Christ! No, now they've got Mickey Mouse money, they can do it properly. Imagine that, just running through scenes and stuff. Well, It'd be great. So on top of this idea, sorry, Dylan, on top of this idea, <laughs> it, it was. I think it's you've his... got us started on this, Dylan. All right, Luke you Malloy could, got us started on us. You could slot in then maybe old doctors um mm. in a bit of a witch's familiar style you know where witch's yeah. familiar starts with that flashback and you see little flashes of like hartnell then tom baker and then it goes to capaldi well if like sort of tenant and tate are running through one door and when they come out the other door the peter capaldi and clara on the on the set of the ark in space and they run through a door and then the matt smith and amy in the set of two of the sidemen i want you to write while blue yonder (laughs) well this 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 is my expectation so i'm gonna be fucking disappointed are you listening (laughs) but um because I, I, I think a multi-doctor story is, is a really bad idea for the 60th. It's just um, been done to death. It's been it? done to death. I think the most sort of exciting thing is the fact it's a degeneration and this new idea. And the fact you got three, you know, three episodes oh. was this new version of the Doctor. I wouldn't really want it to be overcrowded with loads of others that no one's going to get the right amount of screen time. Will you it. please not mention the word degeneration? Because you know that right. reminds me of the appalling once and future Big Finish audios. Okay, yeah, we're not going there. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, we can do in a minute. But Dylan, oh. sorry, what, what thoughts have you got on this? I, I have a number of theories, all of which will probably be wrong. Oh what, my God, hit us. Well, one of them was the, um, as you were saying, the trials and tribulations thing 
Uh, the other is we know that they took over a stately home for a month. And everybody's going, it was shot in the studio, but there was a stately home in Cardiff that was shot for a month that do- for Doctor Who filming. Now, that could quite easily have been two weeks of prep, one week of shoot, one week of wrap. Maybe that's a toy maker's lair. I don't know. Uh, or the other idea that was sort of mooted is the wrong word. I I got wind of, but it wasn't a direct sort of, this isn't a spoiler, but this is somebody making an off-the-cuff comment who has very little knowledge of the situation. But it was about a giant chessboard, and I wonder whether there's the toy maker and the doctor playing a game, probably similar to what you're saying about old sets and trials and tribulations and things like that, and it, it somehow not all set on a chessboard because that would be silly, but maybe there's some sort of game played and we get various cameos and it might be old doctors or it might be people like Frobisher, as you say, people like that, or Melanie Bush or something like that. Rather than... You say that's silly, yeah, but I'm just going to say one thing to you. It ain't that silly having a massive chessboard. As easy as pie. Um, and i would also like to go back to when it was first announced and two things that were in the papers one of which said there was that the first thing they wanted to do was do the five doctors with the modern doctors now i don't think that's happening as much as you know i'm willing christopher eccleston who i don't like that much into this i mean it could do we could have an eccleston lookalike and we could have a (laughs) A Capaldi waxwork and just see how it gets on. <laughs> um, or another one of the lead articles in like the mirror or something said, and there's an episode that star is David Tennant, Catherine Tate, Matt Smith, and um Karen Gillan. And I again this this isn't really spoilers because this is such early speculation beforehand when people are just picking. I don't think I'm giving you anything that's actually real here or that I have any some kind of insider knowledge, So, which is why I feel it's okay to speculate over these things. And while those two somehow seem the most far-fetched, they're also the most obvious. And I think if there was a chance to do either of those things, Russell T. Davis would take it because he knows it would be the populist approach. Mm. But I don't think it's the most interesting and I sort of think it's unlikely. Do you, do you remember that comment he says about the end of time montage where he goes to see all his companions? And he mm. said that if one of them couldn't have done it, then he would have just done Donna and Rose. Yeah. I sort of get the same feeling from that. Like, yeah. you couldn't just do Matt Smith and Amy. It just... No. You, I can't imagine. I've got there waiting for more, and then it's disappointing. You'd have to have a lot more up your sleeve. Mm-hmm. I'm going to speculate now, sorry, Luke, that Rusty Davis is not going to pass up on the opportunity to write for Jodie Whisker, even just for a little bit. Oh, I think she's going to be in there somewhere. I think I, I reckon there's a good possibility there will at least be a cameo. I mean, people get a hard on every single time Matt Smith grows his hair long, don't they? And <laughs> Peter Capaldi cuts his hair short. I think that... assuming it's none of those things we've just said, the other possibility is that Shooty Gap was at the edge. And while we don't get the pensioners on a rock, maybe we get some sort (laughs) of plot of him being helped by a couple of the the newer doctors, not all of them, but a couple of them in in some way, shape or form. Because do we all think that Shooty Gap was got more of an involvement than just a regeneration scene? Yes. I think, I think, I think if he does, it's quite small. I think, it's just something, Shigao is something to be teased throughout. 
the specials but, before we get to the big draw at Christmas. He can't really be in it for more than five. I mean, they deliberately so, blurred his they they changed his background, didn't they, in that trailer? Yeah. So you couldn't see where he actually was. So he's gonna have some kind of involvement. Yeah, but, I know. But I know. then what what if he's he's involved and he is it trapped in the edge or somewhere similar in a sort of regeneration purgatory? And it's him in that world trying to figure out what's going on maybe by talking to elements of his past um while the doc while the 14th doctor on earth or wherever is trying to figure out um why this face has returned and then the two of them somehow have to come together at the end in order for the 15th doctor to be born so perhaps shooty gap was in it for 20 minutes but 20 minutes over the oh, three God. episodes i think i had a really shitty idea that shooty gap wire is sort of caged inside there you know until david tennant lets him out you know like he's holding back because he's got work to do you just want to see him in a cage <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i'm saying sort of new adventure style you know sort mm. of stuck up in the head and uh because he's got all this unfinished work you know sorting out donna noble and uh, and all of this well, okay. hey, here's a I, I, I wouldn't like that no, that whole idea why did i say it i, I just because it spoils the magic a little bit for Christmas if he's in it too much. But it clears like, it clears the the sort of slate for a big relaunch, doesn't it? Because you've you've established him and his character. Yeah. Is is Christmas not the big the Christmas. the the new relaunch? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Christmas is the new relaunch, so you don't have to go through the whole. Oh, I'm a new doctor finding my feet. It's just he's Christopher Eccleston hitting the ground running in rows. I think he can do that anyway. Yeah, true, true. You don't always have to be fucking staggering around like I a drunk, hate the staggering. drunk old man. <laughs> I like just don't know how much breath. they're going to be able to differentiate 10 and 14. I mean, they're going to have to do something pretty fucking spectacular because <laughs> David Tennant is David Tennant. The they won't, is, they won't, they won't do it at all. They won't, they won't. Like, everyone is tuning in to see David Tennant play the 10th Doctor. Yeah. Like, so it's not going to be different. The only way so. you can really do that is to write him to an extreme, you know, yeah. and say, oh, well, the 10th Doctor would never do that. That's why he's different. But he's always going to play it like the 10th Doctor, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, it, people are expecting, you know, like us fans might go, oh, why isn't he doing it with a Scottish accent? Or why isn't he doing it like this? Oh, he should. Ev- everyone everyone tuning sexy. in is going to want to see the Doctor and Donna from what they remember. So that's yeah, exactly what me. we're going to Based on the fact that we know nothing about this this second special, is there anything else we want to speculate about that? Yes, I can guarantee one thing, and only one thing, because I know there's going to be some kind of sort of, you know, fan-wanky continuity in there. All I can guarantee is that Ian Levine will possibly spontaneously combust at some point during this episode. Yeah, Because he loves Russell, and he loves when Russell, you know, delves into continuity so i think he's going to be a very happy man that's my one prediction especially when there's 30 blank seconds where a clipper from an earthly child is supposed to be <laughs> something like that or the <laughs> second susan appears you know or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. It'll be i so have two minds about the the gatwa thing because it's it is new and interesting isn't it like to to have a two doctor story where we're one from the future that is genuinely new ground so it's interesting that way but then i also think it takes away from the novelty yeah. of having this weird doctor for three episodes, and it takes away from the novelty of his the, own proper first episode. The focus will be Tenant. I, think I don't want it more like Capaldi's eyebrows. It would be peppered. All I you think. needed to Just go peppered throughout, rather mm. than a dual plot line. 
And I think there were, in between the specials filming and the new series, I think Yasmin Finney was quoted as saying she'd filmed with Shooty Gatma. So I think, and that was like in DWM. So again, I mean, I guess Luke, Luke, I know you're not here for the spoilers, but I'm only trying to speculate. I'm only trying to oh, speculate no, I- or do spoilers of things that have been officially said or announced in mainstream press and things like that that are either the truth or complete bollocks because they're such early headlines. Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, how do we know that? Um, we how do we know David Tennant's not only in it for two specials? I mean, oh, yeah. and, it, and he regenerates at the end of Wild Blue Yonder, and everyone's just left a bit. Well, wrong we footed. did, we did see clips from all three stories featuring David Tennant. Yeah. Do you know that That's... for sure? Well, I, I, I mean, I... it did say the giggle, and then there were clips of David Tennant. I would call that false advertising if he wasn't going to be in those. I, 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 I think the BBC would have to be very careful about releasing a statement that lied. But of course, if the episode <laughs> opened with David Tennant regenerating. Then he is in all three specials, and it would not be a lie. Well, I, I wouldn't like remember. that either. By the way, I just throw it out. I've just remembered something that somebody told me, and they told me in strict confidence that don't tell the soul. All right, so I'm going to tell everyone in this podcast audience right now. I just hope he don't listen to this. I don't think he does because he doesn't really do spin-off stuff. I could be safe. <laughs> he was at a cabaret of Bonnie Langford's recently. And she did her singing and dancing routine and all of this. And then she went round to all the tables. She goes, oh, look, the Doctor Who lot's in. Here we go. Hello. And then she, they say, oh, how, what's it like working with Studio Cat? Well, she goes, oh, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. She goes, and, and I really love working with Neil Patrick Harris as well. And then she went, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was not supposed to say that. He, okay. he, he could just be back at the end of Series 14. I quite like the idea that Bonnie Langford could be spreading misinformation though as well. That she's that <laughs> cheeky. Yeah. I mean, maybe they all are. This oh, is this is the other thing. more the more male the better, as far as I'm what concerned. What if Wildly Yonder is just a remake of another comic? What if it's just another remake of the Lodger? <laughs> <laughs> then I would suggest that making it a mystery was a mistake. Well, or maybe, <laughs> maybe Wild Blue Yonder. Wild Bill a... Hickok. <laughs> Wild <laughs> Blue Yonder. Blue Yonder was an old search engine, wasn't it? Maybe it's just yeah. a Doctor Who fans bitching on the internet on the. Primitive form of rec arts or something like that. I'll say this: if, it's the most fun one to speculate about oh, because we done. know fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> if it were to be old doctors in old sets for like a minute, which which would be your favourite set to come back, or your least favourite? Like, oh my god, what a question! From the obviously arc. the hydroponics bay from Terror of the Verbals, <laughs> perhaps. Or... No, I want I want to be back on Marinus. That's all I've ever oh, wanted. Oh, no, Dylan. Singing trees, <laughs> ice gardens from Dragonfire. <laughs> no, I, 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 we've had Dragonfire back in the name of the Doctor. Take me back oh, to yeah. Marinus. Get me some oh, Vord. Gosh. Get me Yartek. <laughs> no, the Cyclorama from the Mind Robber. It won't cost them a penny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's too many. I mean, there even is, if this... they went to those shocking sets from the Mutants, I'll be happy. Uh, so here's a question. If they were revisiting sets and Doctors, perhaps cameos, although not the sort of cameos that you know people want of Pensioners on a Rock, do you want Pensioners on a Rock? Do you want... D-age CGI people or do you want as Luke said the sort of name of the doctor uh, magician's apprentice thing and you sort of you see somebody in a costume vaguely face obscured not the pensioners on the rock again I think that would blunt the impact of power of the doctor and I don't think Russell yeah. would do that either. yeah but no fucker watch that anyway 
No, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want punches on a rock. But even which is familiar style, I mean it like you'd have to do it with the actual actors. So mm. you could only really do it with the new ones, really. I'd want like the actual Christopher Eccleston sat on the Child of a Time Lord set. Do you remember that sequence <laughs> in? Um... <laughs> Do you remember that sequence in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone where all those chess pieces come to life and smash the hell out of each other? Night we could, have, we could have CGI doctors all on one side with companions in front as the pawns, and the other side will have all villains with That'd monsters in front. Do you know, oh, thank you. I'll shoot you know, right in that. When um, the 50th happened and Stephen Moffat said it's got something to do with paintings, that was one of his big teasers. I assumed we were going to get some sort of Doctor Who Dorian Gray scene where you would have loads of paintings of the old Doctors that sort of like Harry Potter in this scenario could have a bit of a chat and you could sort of animate them and get the old Doctors to voice it, but it didn't happen. Instead, it was just a painting of Gallifrey. I, yeah. I thought, uh, did you ever play Super Mario 64? Where no. you jump into the painting and you go right. into work. that yeah, it's probably very similar, but that's what I thought it'd be like as well. But let's all agree that that special effects sequence where the camera zoomed into that painting in yeah. 3D was extraordinary. It was amazing, only ruined by the fact that all the big special effects footage they put in the trailer beforehand and the rest of it was dicking about in a forest <laughs> or a room know. under the, yeah. the so Chibnall <laughs> went the other way, right? You see, he didn't say he had a scene in the gallery as well, but the painting just weren't there. <laughs> so he can save his money for other stuff. <laughs> he, I'll never forget those. Um, and again, I love the era, I love the episode, but those badly photoshopped masters on the, the screen. What have you? <laughs> I'm sorry, they're still not as bad as those. Name of the Doctor. That's in clips. That yeah. Patrick Troughton one of him running on the beach. Yeah. Was so I know why they moved to a beach. Not very often. Yeah. It just never makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> should, should we um talk about the giggle oh my god what a great name for a story mm. it's so weird isn't it it's so russell mm. no. one last thing on wild blue yonder what if it is like uh once and future and the david ted doctor is just degenerating but not in order just all over the fucking shop with no uh, will not have... no are you kidding me rusty davis would not sign off on Once and Future, if that's what he's going to do in his what happened? What happens if it was already recorded? He didn't sign it off. Five, five he recorded M. the David Tennant one in 2020. Oh, fuck. No, he's got enough clout. It's <laughs> they ain't bringing it out. I don't care <laughs> oh, if they've got oh, 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 Or maybe if he read that 10 hours and went, I can do that in an hour and make it much better. God. I think you can take it as written. Yeah, that um, this is my last word on Once in the Future, I promise, is that is how precisely not to do an anniversary. And that is not what we're going to get here. So question for you, Joe. Do we see Stephen Newton in the 60th? Oh, yes, Dodo, we do. <laughs> he sounds like such a pervert, doesn't he, as yeah. the first Doctor? Very odd. Um, Sorry no. to giggle. We, we will see David Bradley if we see anybody. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Oh, he, he is old as well now, though, as well. He, he's, he's been old for ages. No, but I like he's, he's yeah. really old. When you've seen him in that Lewis Capaldi video, he, he's old now. He's, I he's heard a brilliant old. thing um, on, on Twitter today saying that uh, Rusty Davis should pull in all of those lot from Adventure in Space and Time and refilm an unearthly child just to annoy. What's his face? What's his name? Steph Coburn? Steph Coburn. They can't do that because he still owns the copyright of the dialogue (laughs) on the screen. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Will Uh, you put pay to that then? We're we're not talking about Steph Coburn. He can 
suck oh. 10,000 penises at the same have, time. Have we all ordered our extra DVD? No. no. They're 500 quid now. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've got daily motion. I will never be short of it. I've got the DVD. It's on BritBox. It's on BritBox, and it will it will show up again one day somehow. I, mean, um, I will say it's like very unfortunate that it cannot uh, appear on the BBC iPlayer really for everybody sad. to do the entire run. But the reactions of some people about this, I'm like, come on now, you have already got this. Calm down, will you? Lester's not forget that you can't do the entire run anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's gone and filmed all those missing episodes. Imagine if the big surprise of the 60th was we found all the missing episodes, but you can't have the first one. (laughs) (laughs) The only rumour was true all this time. Here's Marco Polo, the savages, the space pirates. But unfortunately, the one you've had on VHS since 1991. I don't know how how we've gone from the 50th to the 60th and lost more episodes. (laughs) That's the game that people play, isn't it? You know, if you could lose one, but gain one. I never ever be... thought it would come to be. I would lose two to four of the unearthly <laughs> child, though, for some of Fury of the Deep or something like that. Oh, it's gorgeous. I don't know what you're talking about. Barbara, hysterical uh, with that we... lion. Honestly. Look, look, we all know what's coming back, and it's the Celestial Toy Maker, which has got its own problems that would have to be dealt with. <laughs> you, now, you might be being facetious there, you know, but they did, you know, bring in uh, great intelligence as yeah. Web of Fear was found. So I think a lot of people have sort of suggested. That that might be the case. Okay, well, yeah. No, speaking oh, of speculation, God. then do we actually, do we actually genuinely believe there's any missing episodes coming back next month? I uh, think yes. Really? Well, yes. I want to believe, but I, just, I want to I, believe, I, I, but I just think. I mean, they say the X Files, you know. There's <laughs> just been too many times. But there has been a spate of recent mm. recoveries with other things that have just appeared and there is this film collectors fair coming up which they've said there's no doctor who being revealed at but they would say that wouldn't they so... <laughs> yeah <laughs> i, I think that rumor about the, the royal family having the entire collection have you oh, heard this one that yeah, was a great one that was a great <laughs> one Do you know what right because marv rav is a massive royalist but he also rants on two watch who about uh, yeah you know that person down in his basement watching all the missing episodes I said it would be absolute justice if it turned out to be the fucking royals that have got the lot. <laughs> Charles himself. Yeah. Amazing. We'd be able to wheel them up with his sausage fingers, wouldn't he? If, if they were ever <laughs> Oh, right. they're horrible, aren't they? The giggle. The giggle. We're not here oh, to talk yeah, about Prince sorry. Charles. That old thing. We're giggle. having a giggle. So, uh, <laughs> so Luke Malloy, give us your speculation. I, I honestly have nothing to say about the giggle. Like, I've got. The Star Beast is is exciting. It's a remake, and we're getting the Doctor and Donna back and stuff. Um, and then the the Wabbly on. There's all fun and speculation, but the giggle. It's hard to know where we're going to be at by that point. I think, I think the first all three of them will be a self contained story, um, with the Toy Maker overarching them. And I think that Toy Maker End Game is really going to come in at the giggle. Uh, I suppose it comes down to the Donna thing. It's really pushing the idea that Donna's going to die, isn't it? Or at least making you think that. She's going to die or she's going to get a a spin-off series with the 14th Doctor because they both fuck off like Metacrisis Doctors. And then there's there's two Doctor Whos. Please. I think whatever wins the day in in the giggle has got to be based around whether Donna gets to keep her memories or whether Donna dies or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I can't see... I can't... Can't see Donna getting killed off, right? I know, I know. I can. RCD. I can. 
I know he's I, a bit I of think a sick th- fuck, this, but... this, this is the third time he visited this plot point. So it happened in Journey's End, then in the end of time, and now in the giggle. I'm, just, I, I'm saying she, I'm, she gets I'm, killed off. I'm, I'm saying it's one I'm way saying, or the other. I think her daughter's going to have an extended role in the show, and I don't think her daughter's going to have much to do with the Doctor if Donna's would, dead. Wouldn't that be quite interesting if Donna died and, you know, no, she, it the would Doctor be appalling. Had... In a special, in Doctor Who, I, I am of. As a celebration, killing off just... Catherine Tate. <laughs> I can see RTD doing it, though. He's a sick bastard sometimes, but I. Mm. I I'm just of the opinion that companions shouldn't be killed, and especially not one like Donna. He Christ, loves, he loves his companions, doesn't he? And he will torture them and do terrible things to them. Mm. Oh, I don't know if he'd kill them off. No one mentions Freem Rajaman in all this, though, do they? Oh, she's coming back. Mars she's in there. Boring. Nah, mm. she'll be in. Excuse me, with 15 <laughs> satellites. You love that scene. I, I do love that scene. Yeah, yeah. but shut your mouth then. <laughs> overall, I, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't particularly want to back. Shouldn't do anything for us. No. Oh, One come on. Role. You can create a better character than Martha Jones. I'd rather have three specials than with Martha Jones than with Amy Pond. Yeah. Well, you're wrong and gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am the gayest one out of the three of us, Luke. Malloy, all right? <laughs> I would have stood there on that street and reenacted Pete's death scene in front of all those boys. Well, I mean, any straight man is, is going to want Amy Pond back in the show. Yeah. I thought Freema Adjiman has aged very well. Oh, Not that she, she wasn't hot at the time, gorgeous. but Freema yeah. Adjiman is fucking... I but mean, it's the character you, of Amy. Did you as well, see her in she? that Sensei? Amy did you watch that? No, I didn't watch Sensei. I've the seen the scene. <laughs> the first scene, she's pulling a dildo out of herself and she slaps it down on the side. It's wobbling about. I went, I'm sorry, I'm out. I can't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Um, so, assuming that Freema Adjiman's not fucking herself with a dildo in, in the specials, along with uh, Sh- Charlie Pollard, apparently. Um, I have some speculation about the giggle. Please speculate away. Do you think Thank the you. giggle is... Uh, sorry, no, just go. I think, no, I, know what it... got, I, I, think I know what it is, but I'll come to it in a minute. We've got that fabulous... Because we got shots from it, didn't we? Of the of the, all the screens in unit. You've got Ruth Madley there. Who's mm-hmm. Hebe from the Sixth Doctor audios, and she's a fantastic actress. Not, not to be confused with Pitt Madley from Twitter as well. No, but he is might it, be it, in there as well. But you for, think it's not going to be Hebe? No, not, no, she's no, already, no. they've revealed oh, her name, oh, haven't they? Calm down. <laughs> 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 We're talking about all these cross universe references. I was just double checking. Oh, I'd love it to be Hebe. Oh, well, because Mel's in it as well. It would be amazing, wouldn't it? But yeah. no, unfortunately, Mel should go. Yeah, I recognise you, don't I? <laughs> From those Waterworlds <laughs> adventures. No, no, but we know that it's gonna. Uh, it's like the the mask on the big screen, isn't it? Laughing his head off. Mm-hmm. So there's something going on there. I think there's a big unit presence. That seems to be the implication in that last one. So I think it's going to, I think that's going to be the Marvel movie, you know, the yeah. big epic to end all epics. Doctor Who for the, the movie generation. But there's that CGI, isn't there, of sort of London at night and on fire and the ground splitting and yeah, stuff like that. Gorgeous. There's also that thing where Kate Stewart says, oh, what about how do we fight the whole of the human race? So you would assume that's the influence of the toy maker, but also beat the meat was. You know, into things like he transmit things and you know control people. Now, you will obey the Most High. Oh, amazing. Mark Donaldson, uh, and I, I won't share this information if you don't want to. It's not got any spoilers per se, but he put together a couple of things 
that um, Ross T. Davis said recently about there being two historical characters and a crossover to Nolly, an in-universe crossover in the specials. And I think if he's right, they will be, it will be in the first three minutes (laughs) of, um, of the setup of the giggle. Would you like me to share his speculation based on research into the historical characters or do you not want to know? Well, I watched Nolly. It's not Larry Grayson, is it? No. Oh. Yeah, I I watched Nolly and when he made that comment, I thought that's interesting, but I can't be bothered to work it out. That was my first first thing. And it's been something that's been staring us in the face all this time. Google now while we're here, Stooky Bill. Who? Stooky. S T O O K Y Bill B I L. I'm an old man. Hang on. <laughs> oh, Dookie Bill. It's an unusual name. Oh, uh, that's the face. That's the face. Yeah. That's the face of the thing. Stooky Bill was the name of a head given to a ventriloquist dummy from Scottish television pioneer John Loki Baird, who appeared at eight years old on John Logie Baird's TV show, but Noel Gordon. So my speculation is that the toy maker controls the human race a bit like in um, The Idiot's Lantern through the power of television, but it's been laid there in the, the subconscious of humanity since the birth of television. Oh, oh Dylan, you are clever. Well, that, that Mark, Mark Donaldson figured all that out. That oh, was just Mark my Donaldson, bit. you are clever. He is clever. Uh, now... I don't think that's a big part of it. The other thing um, today or yesterday, Who Spy said 1924 or something like that. There's some paperwork from 1924 from an episode. So that kind of makes sense that we see in the trailer. Oh, there's a big guest star. We haven't even revealed walking into a shop clearly in the past. And obviously everybody went, well, surely it's Matt Smith, not in his Doctor Who clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it makes sense that it's this obscure television, uh, obscure bit of television history that's probably a pre-credit sequence. Wow. Well, I hope so, because do you know what? I was perfectly convinced that that nolly was going to be the point where Ross T. Davis went over a cliff because I thought, how's he going to make that interesting? And I was fucking hooked for all three episodes. Yeah, it was brilliant. I, that, I mean, if he can make the life of a soap star that interesting. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he could do anything. So, in the giggle a unit, we've got units, we've got unit HQ, we've got that's got fuck about unit. No, no, but no, but I think this is our chance to do unit on a scale that we've never seen before. You know, like they... the Avengers, and I think yeah. for once, let's just do that. Oh, yeah, and I've, let's I've, and let, let's, just... let's have it led by. <laughs> by Gemma Redgrave and fucking <laughs> um, Bonnie Langford. And as much as I want to see Bonnie, this doesn't scream big budget spin off to me. It screams like, what? who else are we getting in there? Is Tegan back? Who who else is part of this? This Again, there should be more roles for middle aged women on television. Of everybody, though. Bonnie yeah. is, is the icon, isn't she? Oh, She's yeah. the one that's firmly embedded in sort of british culture so she's the obvious choice yeah, yeah. I, I mean out of the, you know it's it is um ruth madeley's character because it's because she's new we don't know what she's yeah. gonna be like that's by far the most interesting for me yeah but i literally just listened to a a torchwood audio where it's got gwen and martha in and it's basically like unit versus torchwood and unit is all like 
Does that involve a dildo as well? <laughs> <laughs> it should really, shouldn't it? Um, no, imagine having to do the sound effects on audio. I mean, oh, come on, we've you, we've all have you not to heard that. the death of Captain Jack. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry, Dylan. You've got to put an explicit rating on this now. <laughs> um, but like Torchwood is, is, you know, Gwen's all going off her feeling, and um, it's quite ad hoc and stuff. It makes it a bit more fun, and units all like rules and regulations, and oh, it's just so boring, isn't it? So. We've we've covered all three. Is there anything overarching about all three of the specials that we want to that we want to say that we want to see that we, uh, we, we what, what do we hope to see? Is there anything we haven't discussed that we hope to see that you want it to be in there, no matter how far fetched you think it will be? Uh, we touched on this briefly before. I've got a, a mate at work who is a, a big dog tooth fan, but has never really seen any sort of classic ones. But he is convinced that Ruth Madeley is Susan. <laughs> <laughs> Discuss. Who was it you thought was Susan again? Me? No, Luke. Me. Oh, uh, story. The, the girl at the end of Day of the Moon that regenerates in New York. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I had a, a, a woman, uh, me next door neighbour, who'd never really seen Doctor Who going, that's River Song, and me going, you're fucking yeah. wrong. Well, can I just fun. say, can we please, we've got the opportunity to bring back anyone from Doctor Who now, yeah? <laughs> please, can we just bring back the Rani to stop everyone saying it? Every time... Uh, you know, a famous. Oh, I think I, I do think we see Susan in this in in this somewhere. Yeah, sure, um, sure. I'm fucking. I really hope we don't. Even even if it's just a little thing, because it is sixty years. I the, think. The, there were several rumors that went round, which were clearly bullshit and just people making things up, saying Neil Patrick Harris was playing Susan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, of course, that time laws can gender swap, but. Yeah. Uh, but I just love that all the signs point to the toy maker, but oh, actually, it's Susan. Uh, no, I think I blew my load with the whole set thing. The mm, whole sets yeah. and like run, that idea, as soon as I had it, has been stuck in. And so my expectation for Wabby Yonder is throughout the roof, really. Yeah. Uh, I don't have, I don't really know how David Tennant's going to regenerate. I suppose we haven't spoken about that. I like, think it, he'll accept it, won't he? Like it'll probably be. Oh, I I want to go this I, time. I want to go. That is yeah. exactly how. But do you really it. think it is that? I mean, I, I hope it isn't. But everybody said obvious. he was going to come back and go. What? 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 And everyone, <clears> no, that's too obvious. And what did he do? Yeah, but the, uh, people can all fall sure. in love with this fourteenth Doctor, you know, and then we'll be like, well, we had three adventures with him. That's sad. Fuck the new uh, Doctor. It, it won't only just be three by the time. Big finish getting a grubby bit. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah, he's working or, with them or now. Or the Disney spin-off where they actually split the TARDIS and the, they split oh, into two, yes. met a crisis, and there's three David Tennants in the multiverse. There is a part of me that thinks we can't comprehend how big Doctor yeah. Who's going to get, like, bigger than the show. Um, I was told by somebody who is working alongside people within the production team, and he didn't give me any spoilers, he said... You have no idea how big this is going to be. Like, if, is... if the first series is a success, no, I no, no. That... He was he was talking about the specials. Okay, he said you you whatever you think this is going to be, you have no idea how good this is going to be. So it is the third, the second episode, is the Five Doctors Part Two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll find out. I'll tell you what excites me is that when Rusty Davis brought the show back. Like he was brilliant and he did bold things with it and he pushed it in a completely new direction and he made it as popular as it's ever been. But he was tentative with it because he wasn't sure what he could get away with at the time. 
Doctor Who's been back a long time now and it's been through Moffat and it's been through Chibnall and he has since gone on to create some of the most incredible television we've seen. So he's learned a lot of lessons along the way as well. And I think he's probably at the peak of his writing powers at the moment. Mm. So just Russell T. Davis, unfiltered, knowing what he can get away with, with all that talent, I think he's going to deliver something pretty extraordinary. I also think, as well as that, we you said he played it safe in terms of the nostalgia element. We now live in a world where everybody is waving their flag for the nostalgia element. I know perhaps there's a little bit of... Um, there's people are a little bit fatigued by some of it, but it all depends on you know how it's handled. But you look at things like The Mandalorian and the, the most recent Ghostbusters film and maybe the most recent Indiana Jones film isn't the best example of it, but it's people going, no, give us more of that stuff we love. Give us the rich history of something. So, you know... I think there's I, I think there is many treats from the series past in there. And if there isn't, then I will smash my television. Uh, it's but it's fine, I've got a computer to watch things on as well. As well, that it's just been dropped. I don't know if it was this week or last week that Russ Yavis is quoted as saying, Oh, I thought of something else yeah. we could celebrate the anniversary with. And I've got three writers together, and I'm praying it's him, Chibnall, him, Chibnall and Moffat, but I don't think it will be. But it would be great. And <laughs> uh, um, th- there's what, three episodes, three? and it was a six week six, block. Six day. Oh, that's not a lot, is it? Did he say so, three episodes? He, no, he said three writers, six day studio block. So that is the equivalent. The Night of the Doctor was shot in two. So uh, I would imagine it's minisodes, and they could be minisodes featuring past doctors, past companions, or it could be the people that are in this this current version, and they've just thought of interesting ways to do it. We could be wrong, and actually, none of the nostalgia really hits in these. And he was just like, "No, I didn't do enough of that. So let's do this well, on that the side." That, that that was my thought, and then it was a bit like a Moffat afterthought of, "Oh, I should have done something with Paul McGann or something." <laughs> Either that or it's three glorious episodes of Pensioners on a Rock. <laughs> and we're I mean, all what, there what, for that. What do we think that is then? Because my only real guess or thought would be David Bradley. Like some sort of first Doctor thing. Uh, maybe Caroline Ford and David Bradley, something like that. I, I think it, they're little minisodes to probably not tie into the specials too much, but perhaps to go on iPlayer as sort of a, a fun little filler somewhere. I think Luke Malloy is going to be very excited because I suspect it's going to have a big involvement from Paul McGann again. Because I think there is this whole feeling of he just didn't get his chance. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Wouldn't what if it's that? What if it's that? It's just like a you know, half an you know hour Paul I would, McGann I would story. Love, like a, tra- a Paul McGann trailer of like all his big finished stories. But like it's just a trailer, a trailer like, for a series we never got. Yeah, that's I've a just trailer. thought. Imagine the excitement, right? You'd have the pair of you, Paul McGann's now. I'm the Doctor. Yeah, yeah. And here's my companion, Liv Chenka. And I was well, no. you know, they do a lot of TV work together, don't they? So it's not mm. beyond the realms just, of possibility. I can't imagine it being too many Doctors because it would be a, a mini episode. <laughs> And then possibly a bit too confusing, but um, although is that you reckon this is something? So he gave three dates on the um, in the magazine, he said three What's dates that? to look out for that aren't the anniversary special. The, the first, which the is the first, which has got to be the iPlayer thing, yeah, the 17th, which 
it's children's need is so that not maybe, where the mini episodes yeah, so go? maybe there's three mini episodes but if they are are they things that rely heavily on the past or is it david tennant it's got to be David Tennant. Surely, surely yeah. they're not popping up Paul McGann on Children in Need because most people are being... Is that the guy from Holby from a few years ago? <laughs> and then when the new episodes come on, everyone's going to be like, well, what about the Doctor from Children in Need? What's going on? <laughs> what about that trailer we watched? <laughs> What's um, the last date? He said 23rd November, which what? I think me and a lot of other people probably think an unearthly child colorized, but... Yeah, that's not happening. Oh, how embarrassing if they if they've done that and they can't bring it I've, out. I've, I've, I've definitely... heard that I've heard from some fairly reliable people that that is the case. There is a colorized version of an earthly child that they can't release. Yeah, they'll just have to put sense oh, rights no. part one. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> what is happening in the world? I mean, the twenty third. Surely, there's. Um, he mentioned about uh, we're going to see Doctor Unleashed sooner than we think. So, I would say an episode of Doctor Unleashed. Maybe that maybe those three mini episodes are for, for on the twenty third. Another big release, press wise, in terms of I still think there's guest stars, be it Doctor Who known ones or just famous faces that are possibly in there uh, that we haven't seen. Um, like he maybe said we would see Unleashed much sooner than the first special is, I think, what he said. Which is we're going to get behind the scenes about the yeah. first special. Yeah, so you, the so first you do a height one, or is Children in Need a mini uh, unleashed? Going look at the behind the scenes, and here is Christopher Eccleston shaking hands with Russell T Davis I for the first time. But do we not really odd to put on a documentary about an episode that hasn't yeah. aired? Do we not think that? So uh, we assume the first special is going out on the eleventh Saturday, the eleventh of November. Yeah, I've got plans. Shit, so have I. Oh, yeah, well, I'm gonna have to. If Unleashed them. is coming oh, it's out, it's just my family. I could chip them off. Or a small section of Unleashed is coming out well before the Star Beast, which I think is is basically the quote he said. What the hell could that be? Who knows? Oh, you know something else that's very exciting as well. So I'm just keep thinking about more things now. Is I feel like the the merch side of things and the, the sort of the spin off stuff is gonna. We're going to have more books, I think, than we normally do. They're already announcing more targets and things like that. Mm. I think we're going to have more original novels as well. I've got a feeling that there's going to be some creative control exerted over Big Finish <laughs> and their Walking insane <laughs> sausage factory of audio releases. Um, no, no, no. But like just just sort of bringing it in line with the brand that, as it is now. Yeah. Less um, Kate Lethbridge-Stewart, more Brigadier Bambera. Oh, it's be still my heart, Angela Bruce. Um, the the Doctor Who magazine is already covering the show in a much more exciting way than it has recently. So that's going to be happening too. So I just think, yeah, all, all the extra stuff that comes with Doctor Who, it, it's all going to be back again. It's 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 going to be in the zeitgeist, babies. What if we sit down? On the 23rd of November to watch An Unearthly Child Part 1 and what actually comes on the TV is 10th Planet Part 4. What would happen <laughs> <then>? <laughs> Or Marco Polo Part 1. Oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ian Levine will spontaneously combust. That's <laughs> what's happening. for the world. Oh. One can dream. <laughs> um, well, I, I don't know about you, but I think we should wrap this up. I think we've done about an hour and a half speculating. Yeah. But my final bit of speculation is that I uh, think Christopher Eccleston's in, in, in it in some way, shape or form. <laughs> he 
<laughs> You've said that for so two we, years. Basically I've been saying it for two years. Every doctor, every companion. Oh, no, no, no. Peter Capaldi's not there. Peter Capaldi's not there. Look, if they can CGI Peter Cushion into that Star Wars movie, they can do it in Doctor Who as well. Yeah, I mean, surely they could just use that CGI Cushion and just get the Cushion Doctor in there, right? <laughs> no, he looked fucking ghoulish, didn't he? Did you see it? Yeah, but his character was ghoulish. I'm sure you gave him a big grin. It'd be fine. But yeah. So if, if we if we got like uh, an outrageous piece of speculation that we could Christopher like... Eccleston's in it. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I... Somehow, I, I can't imagine how creatively they would do this. We will have an appearance from Matthew Waterhouse. There you go. <laughs> no, I... Excuse me. You guys would have laughed if I'd have said Bonnie Langford a year oh, ago. No. My not other to go, not to go into reappearances. I think by the time Russell T Davis leaves the show, whenever series that is, uh, the Doctor will have had sex. <laughs> <laughs> he will have shagged a companion on screen. <laughs> is, there, is, is that what the minisodes are? Just that some of the doctors banging their Doctor companion. Screw. <laughs> I'm going to speculate that after. Uh, I don't now, really believe we're that, going. Sorry. Far into the future now that after shooty we will have another woman. There you go. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that at some point during the three specials, there'll be a throwback to the gunfighters. Oh, yes. And we'll I hear have... the song. So <laughs> fill up your chest. If we hear that. In the We're revisiting sets. They wander into a set, and for some reason, behind the bars, an old David Bradley, the someone looking like Dodo, playing that song on a piano, and the Doctor just has a chat to this person. It's it's all a bit Zagreus, but I'm there for it. Oh, no, wait. I've just thought we could go really meta, because it's the toy maker. You know, you could have this really sort of break in the fourth wall scene where the Doctor suddenly appears in the making of an unearthly child. You know, like... no, no, we can't for copyright reasons, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. The <laughs> making of the Daleks episode one. No, he could show up in the making of Silver Nemesis because we've actually got some footage from that. Yeah, baby. We can bring back Fiona Walker again. I was thinking this, though. It could it could break the 4-4 quite a lot, that second special. Yeah, I think. I probably. don't know in quite what way, but because it's a toy maker, I think... That could be a gimmick that's used. What if this is all a publicity stunt and it's about the Doctor going to visit it, Anthony Coburn and Steph Coburn's just a sock puppet again? <laughs> <laughs> then that would have been the best marketing I've ever seen. And the, epi- <laughs> the episode's about him racing an earthly child somehow, or then the Doctor's got to convince him to actually write it. Sort of like a reverse version of Deadline by uh, uh, Rob Sherman. <laughs> I, I, I mean, right, that's what it's about. Steph Coburn isn't real. <laughs> Whatever oh it's about, I, I'm Paranoid excited for all now. Of it, I love it, but I'm <laughs> I'm genuinely just excited to see an, an adaptation of the Star Beast and see David Tennant and Donna back for an hour on the eleventh. Yeah. And Christopher Eccleston. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to hear you saying anything mean about Chris Chibnall when I say this, Luke Malloy. But I think that it's going to be in the air again in a way that it hasn't been for a long time. Like even when Doctor Who was on in the last five years, I do think there was a little bit of, it was quite quiet with the public. And I think suddenly Doctor Who will just be in the air. And I'm really excited for that. Cause so I love that. In the air. Yeah, well, exactly. People are already talking about it in, in a very excited way. And it's just because Russell knows how to market the show. He's the expert. At it, I think. 
and it's it's these couple of weeks. It's it's this like four weeks now that's really excited. It is. It is. Very well, exciting. I think I think that's a good point to end it. I think that um, in one of our recording sessions, once these specials are done, we should have a ten minute catch up that we'll release to discuss not our thoughts on the episodes, but what we got right and what we got wrong. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Nice. <laughs> yeah. um, everything, ev- everything. Yeah, <laughs> this has um, been an, an hour and a half of dead air. <laughs> yeah. What a time to be alive, eh? It's so exciting, and we're um, right on the cusp. We're right on the cusp, but uh, we've minute. been edging for two years, and now we're ready to blow our collective. <laughs> Although I have to thank you too, because I think you may have turned me around on the idea of speculation podcasts now. This has been so fun. <laughs> we'll see if anybody listens. This could be the thing that finishes off my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody's like, I come here for not Doctor Who on the television. And there's these fucks talking about the Celestial Toy Maker and it's Christopher Eccleston. Laughing for 90 minutes, isn't it? <laughs> right. Should we call it quits, guys? Yes. Bang. So, well, until next time, until we return with plenty of anniversary goodness, I am Dylan. I am Luke. What was that voice? I'm Hello, Joe. Alan, Alan Z. <laughs> and I am Joe. And this has been Doctor Who, Too Hot for TV, doing Doctor Who on TV. <laughs> Like, I don't know when you're going to drop this, Dylan, but it's these couple of weeks now. I'm going to put, this, I'm going to put this out on Sunday. I'm not going to edit it. I'm just going to no, put yeah, it out. No, yeah, I don't think... I don't edit a thing. We've not it said anything to go too out controversial. It suddenly becomes outdated. I'm only, going to, I'm only going to edit this bit out that we're talking about me not editing <laughs> it. <laughs> because tomorrow, you know, we could get a, we could get a mini episode yeah. tomorrow. You just generally don't know.